Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome everyone. Today I have a very special guest with me, Jen. Welcome, Jen. A lot of you might know her as the active bod from Instagram. So welcome, Jen, to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Did you want to give us a little bit of insight into who you are, what you do, what your qualifications are? Thank you so much for having me today. Um, my name is Jen. I'm actually a Jennifer, but only on like people only call me that when I get into trouble. Um, so I'm a healthy foodie. I'm actually a primary school teacher, I'm a mum of two, and I'm the owner of the Real Nourish Do-It-Yourself meal prep mixes, and I'm also the face behind the Active Board on Instagram. Amazing. And so I know if we just jump straight into, you know, your own success, your own health journey, I know you share a lot of it on social media, which is amazing because it allows you to reach such a wide range of people to help them with their own journeys. And so I know that you have actually had amazing success with your own health journey. I mean, you've lost 10 kilos, but I know that you speak a lot about that. It's so much more than just the weight. Like you actually, you gain so much control over your body, your eating. So you're able to just give us a little bit more insight into what your health journey was and how you actually achieved that incredible success. Sure. Um, it's, a, it's a bit of a story and it's probably something that I think a lot of women can relate to out there. Um, after I had kids, I, I just felt like I lost myself. Like I, you know, I had really bad eating habits. Um, I was seriously addicted to sugar and I just, I had no energy. Like I just, it's that feeling of you feel like you've lost yourself a bit. Like you just don't feel like yourself. You just don't feel like you're showing up as the best version of you. Um, and so basically for me, I started with um, an online program. I signed up to do, it was actually, um, it's sweat now, but it was called the BBG or the Bikini Body Guide by Kayla Itzinas. Um, so I actually started out doing that and I got some really great results and literally just working out from home. Um, so I did that to start with. And um, then I, because I felt like I got confident that I did a few rounds of the program, like I just continued to follow the program over and over. Um, and then after that, I tried other programs and obviously then, um, you know, along the way, my skills improved and then I felt confident enough to join a gym. Um, and so it sort of all just snowballed from there. Um, but that's kind of how my journey sort of started out. I literally started out working out at home while my baby was asleep. I did half hour workouts and that sort of started and snowballed my health and my weight loss journey. Incredible. And I love what you said there, like you started so small like and sometimes that's it isn't it it's like baby steps little by little a little becomes a lot like you just do what you can with what you've got and I think sometimes that's a mindset that we almost have to switch and change because sometimes we believe that we have to be going to the gym for so many hours or we if we we work out at home we have to have all of these types of equipment to get the best workout impossible but yeah yeah. Really, if you just start with what you have now, like you can achieve such incredible results and you're honestly like that's what you've proven by doing it. And I think it's so incredible that you are then actually sharing this message with so many other women because you're right. Like so many women definitely go through that feeling of like they've lost themselves and they just don't know where to start or it's just all too overwhelming to um, even begin with, which is really, really good. So yeah, that's right. I guess what you were saying. Yeah. 
yeah, I was just going to say back to what you were saying, like about how, you know, you, like you lose yourself. Like there's, you know, if, if you were to say to me, okay, well, what was the best thing that like, honestly, the weight loss and, you know, how my body looks and stuff like that, I can tell you that's like such a minor, minor part of what I got out of this journey. Like I've just got so much more from it. Like I feel like, I feel myself, I have energy. I feel like because I've taken the time to put myself first, I feel like I can show up as the best person, as the best wife, as the best mother, as a really great friend, as a good teacher. I can do all these things because I've also made time to make myself a priority and that's the biggest thing that I've got out of my weight loss journey. Mm, for sure. And it's such an important thing to be able to look at so many other areas like that that are improving as well rather than just solely focusing on that weight loss and it's almost like you know sometimes when you make that shift the weight loss comes as a byproduct anyway but you when you focus on all the wins that you're having and like you said you know you're showing up and when you actually put yourself first you're then you're better off because you're able to be a better person to all those around you and make such a positive impact on their life as well which is incredible and it's so true what you said, like, honestly, for me, the results that I really wanted actually came when I just let go of all the rubbish and just worked out because it made me feel good. I meal prepped my meals on a Sunday because I got to have a healthy meal instead of grabbing and going something that was not so healthy because I was time poor. Like, they're the, you know, they're the benefits mm. that you get from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so powerful. And so I guess like you get to connect with so many people over this platform that you've created, which is incredible. Is there one main, you know, complication or challenge that you see a lot of women actually facing when it comes to them trying to reach that health goal that they have? Honestly, for me, I would say misinformation. Like I feel like as women, we are just fed so much misinformation and I blame the media on it. Like it's... Um, you know, the media puts weight loss and health out as this really quick fix thing, you know, that you can get your shredded body in six weeks. Mm. Um, you know, you start to get your summer body, you know, in a couple of weeks. It's, it's just not realistic. And I went down that path. You know, I signed up for all the quick things and I thought that the quick things would work for me, but they actually just don't. Things take a lot longer than what you think. Um, and what I found too is that the parts of my body that I really wanted to change, they were the very last parts budge and I feel like it's almost like a test for us as women it's like how bad do you want this like I'm going to make you work a little bit harder you know just until you know you get rid of that you know fat that you don't want under your arm or you know the size of your bum changes all those sorts of things it's like the universe says to you you're just gonna have to work a little bit harder for this um to see if you really want it and honestly when you stop focusing on you know weighing yourself every day and standing in the mirror every day and going oh, has my body changed and what does it look like things mm. like that and you just work out because you want to you eat well because it makes you feel good you get um sleep because you feel better and rested in the morning all those things it's amazing like i literally went once i did that i turned around and i was like oh wow like mm. wow like things are changing my body's changing and i feel different and it's because i stopped focusing so much on just making things happen straight away yeah, completely. I completely agree with you. And I think as well, like it's, it's that shiny new object, isn't it? When this new diet pops up, it's like, yeah. oh, but they say I can do this in six weeks. I'm just going to go yes. and try it. Yes. So you might get yeah. some results, sure, but nothing sustainable because you've cut out yeah. all the joy in life. Like you've cut out your favorite foods, you've cut out social events, That's you've right. cut out carbohydrates, like whatever it is. It's not sustainable long term. So you end up back where you started and then a new shiny thing pops up and it's like, oh, that one looks great as well. So it's or just it's, it's like you know, your friend. 
Mm. That's right. Or it's your friend at work, you know, and she's lost five kilos on keto or someone else has heard of something else. And that's how, and then you go, oh, well, I better try that too. And honestly, that would be because something I learned about myself along this way, and it's probably going to help other women as well, is that I'm a smart woman. Mm. Like during the process, I just felt so dumb. I'm like, why can't I lose weight? Why do I feel out of control out around my food? Um, why can't I say no to the chocolate? Why am I hungry all the time? all these things. And then when I actually went through the process myself, I realized that I'm a really smart woman and that all the other women out there are actually really smart too. It's just mm. that we keep being fed the wrong information, you know, cut the carbs, yeah. you know, go like do intermittent fasting. So go for long, long periods of time without any food, like all these other things. And that's the problem. So if anyone out there is watching this and feeling like you know, they're dumb or that, you know, they're not smart enough. I'm telling you, you're a smart woman and that you have everything within you to do this. Yeah, so powerful. And we do, we end up becoming our own worst enemy rather than our own best friend. Like we end up hating ourselves and there being so much self-hatred and so many unhelpful thoughts that we put ourselves down every single day. And we do, we feel like a failure and it's just, it's such an unhelpful mindset to have. So I think that's so powerful remembering that. And with all the misinformation, it's kind of like a bit of a shock when you're like, oh, actually, like I just have to really take it back to basics. Really, it's just taking it all the way back, removing all of this, you know, fancy words and fancy diets and just going for the simplicity is like the best way to achieve the results that you want. But as I talk about too on my um, socials and stuff, the problem with that is though, you know, like the basic and consistency, they're not sexy. Do you know what I mean? They're not sexy yeah. words. They're not sexy, you know, um, like they don't get people's attention, you know, and that's why like on my, you know, books and my ebooks and things, you'll never find words like shred and six-week cut mm. and all that stuff because I just don't believe in that stuff. But like you say, you know, things like basic, be consistent, eat your fruits and vegetables. That stuff's boring, unfortunately, and so it doesn't, you know, that, that's where the advertising, you know, gets people and sort of sucks people in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think, like, another area as well that I've seen a lot is a lot of women believe that their lives are just too busy, like they have too much on to even start a health journey or they give up because it's just all too hard. They don't have time to fit all of this stuff in or all of these things that they believe they have to be doing. Kind of like we said, you know, they don't think that there's a a simple and basic way to do it. They have to fit all of these crazy uh, products in or, you know, set times to eat or not eat. Exactly. So I guess, you know, you're a teacher, a mom, like you obviously live a very busy lifestyle. What are your top tips to actually be able to achieve the success living such a busy lifestyle? Um, I think my number one tip would be organisation. Like, I know, again, not sexy, you know, (laughs) just boring, but, you know, being organised for me. And it's not just about um, being organised so I can maintain my weight loss and stay healthy and stuff. Because when I feel organised, I feel calm. Like, I show up as a better person. I'm not stressed. I'm not, like, anxious and worrying about all these kind of things. So definitely organisation. I always say to people too, you know, because people will say, well, how do you get up early for the gym? And basically what we want to do is, organize as many things as we can so our brain doesn't have to make too many choices in the morning because when our brain starts having to make choices that's when it tends to shut down and decide no this is too hard for me so you know it's prepping your work lunch the night before putting out your Mm. gym clothes even if it's a matter of filling up your water bottle and putting your keys in your garage remote in a pile so it's ready to go doing anything that you can to take out making decisions because basically over time our brains get fatigued because as human beings, as you know, we have to make so many decisions within a day. So when you wake up, the less decisions that you have to make about, you know, your workout or your meal prep or your food, 
the easier it is, it's going to be for you to follow through and actually do that thing. So definitely my number one tip would be organization and organize as much stuff as you can. Yeah, I love that. And you're right, like, especially when you're starting to implement a new action that you want to become a habit, you almost need to make it so obvious to complete, like what you said, you know, putting your water bottle and your keys together, or if you want to go to the gym after work, making sure that you have your clothes with you or getting home and getting changed straight away. As as soon as you allow there to be too much time between that, that's when you typically fall off. Or like, you know, if we take intermittent fasting for an example, like if you don't have that next meal prepared or if you, you know, are hungry at 10 but you're pushing until 1 to eat, it's going to backfire on you because you'll overeat or you're not prepared. Like, whereas if you are prepared with that breakfast and you eat it first thing in the morning because you've prepped it the night before, you're satisfied so, so much for so much longer that the next time you eat, you're not going to be overeating or something like that. So I absolutely love. That's um, right. I mean, you know, hands up, I'm guilty here. I tried intermittent fasting. I think I got to about four days and then I caved because I'm a breakfast person. I love mm. to eat in the morning. Um, and so I wasn't allowed to eat until... I think it was like 11 o'clock was my window. Um, so I was really hungry in the morning. And then as well too, I found, I think the window was like cut off at like 4 p.m. So at around 3.30, I was literally stuffing food in to make sure that I filled my belly and I was full because the clock was saying that I had to stop eating. So if you're out there and you've tried intermittent fasting and it's not for you, don't feel bad. I yeah. just, it's not for me either. Yeah, for sure. And I guess, you know, like, sure, it might work for some people's lifestyle and if that's, works for them, amazing. But if you are somebody, you know, and you are overeating or you're pushing that boundary when you are starving, like there's just no point in putting yourself through that misery just because, because it does, like it does um, end up backfiring on you. And I guess it is, it's creating this food rule for yourself. And as soon as we create these rules or these fears, we've now put the food up on this pedestal and that food has control over us or that food rule has control over us rather than us actually being the one in control. And that's when that like self-hatred or those unhelpful thoughts to come in. Because as soon as you slip up once, you're failure. Like, oh my goodness, what the worst person in the world. And I've got like... I actually wrote like a whole chapter about it in my Get Inspired Guide because I believe that when it comes to weight loss and healthy eating and changing a lifestyle, there's actually two parts to it. Like uh-huh. there's the food side and the exercise and that, and that's one part of it uh-huh. that you have to get your head around. But the other part of it is dealing with the food rules that you have set for yourself yeah. because we all have them. And I don't think until people become aware of those food uh-huh. rules and the impact that it's actually having on their progress, you know, uh-huh. things like... um you know, the usuals, you know, that you don't eat pasta at night time or mm. if you're having a sandwich, you can only have one piece of bread or, you know, fat is bad for you. It's all these things mm. that are actually impacting our process. And until we start to deal with them or at least um, write them down and screw up the piece of paper and throw it away and go, all of those things are just not true at all, mm-hmm. that's when it's like this freedom that you can actually start eating in a way that suits you and your body and your lifestyle. Yeah, definitely. And it's almost like an onion. Like as soon as you start peeling back one layer, it's like, oh my goodness, there's all these other layers underneath. Like there's yeah. all these other food rules that you've been doing for years upon years that you didn't even That's know right. had become a food rule. Like might be something so which you think is so simple, the fact that you eat lunch at 1 p.m. every single day. And if you were to have lunch at 12, like you wouldn't dare or have lunch at two, like, you know, and that for you might have been a food rule that you've created for yourself, but it's just become That's this right. automatic habit because you um, never realized. And once you start peeling back the first layer and realizing how much more is underneath, that's when you can really start to challenge it and, like you said, create that freedom with the food. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm definitely a big one, like you were saying, on like food timing and stuff. Because I used to be like that. It's like, well, you know, it's 11.30 and I'm really genuinely hungry. Like I feel really hungry, but I'm like, oh, you know, you don't have lunch until 12 o'clock. Whereas now if I'm hungry for my lunch at 11 o'clock, what I've learned is that I'm better to sit down and have my lunch at 11 o'clock. I'll feel full. I feel comfortable. I feel satisfied. Whereas what actually happens if you delay the timing of eating when you're hungry is you go, well, I'll have a snack. Mm. Okay, still not full. I'll go and have another snack. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, you've eaten a plate full of snacks and you're still not even satisfied. You're better to just eat when you're hungry. Same on the other end of the day. You know, if it's five o'clock and you're hungry, eat your dinner. Who cares? You know, mm-hmm. like there's no rules that say that you have to eat dinner at six o'clock. When you're hungry, eat your food and it will actually help you make better choices because you won't be hungry all the time. For sure. And I think as well, it removes a lot of this constant thinking about food 24-7. When you actually yep. satisfy yep. that hunger in that moment, you open up so much extra space in your mind for other things to think about, for creativity, for whatnot. But if you're solely focused all the time on when your next meal is going to be because you're hungry now, but you still have two hours till lunchtime technically, that's right. you're just so fixated that you actually end up foggy, you can't get productive work done. Like it impacts so many other areas of your life as well. That's right. And I just don't think that people realise that, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not normal to be thinking about food all Mm -hmm. the time. Like if you are constantly thinking about food all the time and when your next meal is or if you're hungry all the time, something is not right. Like something, you know, you're not getting enough nutrients, you're not eating enough food across the day. Like it's time to look at your diet and make a change if you are just constantly thinking about food. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to touch on, you know, before when you said about that for you, organization is such a big one. And then earlier you also mentioned Mm -hmm. about how you prep a lot of your meals on that Sunday night. And I know that obviously there's no one size fits all for everybody. Everybody has such different lifestyles, different bodies. But I guess when it comes to either meal prepping or meal planning, like in your experience, what is the best way to plan or prep for the week? Or what is kind of like a diverse way that people can adjust to their own lifestyle? Yeah, and I think that's a big thing too is that, like we talked about earlier on as well, that Mm. people get so focused on the fact that changing their lifestyle or losing weight or whatever you say their goals are that it has to be done a certain way and I did that too so when I to be honest when I first started meal prepping you know I followed all these people on like social media and stuff you know that would do like you know two weeks worth of meal preps and all that kind of stuff and I tried all that stuff and it just didn't work for me and it wasn't until I continued to meal prep every Sunday it's about finding a system that works for you so for me sometimes um you know a meal prep for me is you know a three-day meal prep and I'll spend an hour and I will prep three days worth of lunches you know I work out what my snacks are my breakfast and that's it another meal prep might just be planning out my meals another meal prep might be just chopping up sort of fruits and vegetables or making some sandwiches for the kids for lunches like it can look different all the time it doesn't have to look the same every week and it has to be a system that works for you and your circumstances and also to I know that's trendy meal prep Sunday, but, you know, if you want to meal prep on a Wednesday and that suits you, do it on a Wednesday. Mm. This is the thing. It's finding a system that works for you because once you find a system that works for you, it will become a habit. You'll be more consistent with it and you'll find it easy to do. Yeah, 100%. I love what you said, like making it work for you because and still, you know, if it's only prepping for three days, it doesn't have to be the whole seven, like finding what flexibility is going to work. And if you are prepping for seven days, And then, you know, somebody asks you out for a spontaneous dinner midweek and you get all, oh my goodness, but I can't, like it's, you feel anxious about it because you feel like you should Mm. be eating this meal that you've prepped. Like that's not living a lifestyle that 
you maybe you necessarily want to be living because you want to have that no, flexibility right. and that freedom. So I love what you said about what, doing it in a way that's going to work for you and even if that's prepping for three days or prepping on Wednesday, like what is going to work in meal planning? It is sometimes, you know, sometimes it can take a bit of trial and error. You mm. know, like I said, you know, it, it can be trial and error. You know, prep, you know, there's, if, like I said, again, doesn't sound sexy, but, you know, prepping your vegetables that you're mm. going to have, they prep them on a Tuesday night and you're going to make a stir fry, say, on Wednesday night for dinner. Like having those veggies prepped and you've taken your meat out of the freezer and it's ready just to literally throw in a wok. Like that stuff's great because basically the more organised you are with your food, the more time it's going to give you back in your life. For sure. Like no one wants to spend hours in the kitchen and, you know, mm. planning and prepping and all that stuff. We want, we're all busy. We want more time to live you know, to spend time with our families or our friends or to go out or to watch a movie. We want more time. So the more mm. organised you are, mm -hmm. the outcome of that is you're going to have more time to do the things that you want. Yeah, incredible. And I guess that, that leads me on to the next point is I know obviously you're a mum and I know a lot of women come to me as a mum who kind of struggle with juggling their meals and their kids' meals and they, they get a bit exhausted because sometimes they'll be cooking a family dinner for their kids and then they have to go and cook their own meal as well which is something so different to the kids and so I guess like what is your advice in that like do you cook separate meals is that where the meal prepping comes in or do you all just eat the same um we hands down all eat the same because yep. one I'm not cooking different meals for different people <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you know I'm busy and we can all eat the same but there are sort of ways um, that I go about it. Something I've learned as a mum is that our children and our kids learn by watching us. They often don't listen to what we say, but they learn by watching us. So for me, you know, my kids see me planning out my meals. My kids see me doing my meal prep. My kids see me working out what we're going to have for dinner. So as a mum, and if there's any mums out there, the way I do it is on a, a Saturday or a Sunday, I will actually plan out the Monday to Friday dinners yeah. Um, so, you know, Monday might be stir-fried, Tuesday we'll have tacos, um, Wednesday, whatever it is, and you just plan out those meals and then I go and food shop for those meals. Now, the reason that works is because my kids are involved. You know, they, I'll say, well, what do you want? Or have you got any ideas? Or, you know, so they're actually part of the process. Mm. And plus, what happens is when Tuesday night rolls around and we're having tacos, there's no argument. That's what we've bought, that's what's on the meal, and that's what we're having for dinner. So no one says to me, oh, but mum, can I have pizza or can I have this? Or because they know that I've gone to the shops, they know that that's what we're having. And so there's no arguments. And then as well too, on the um, the weekends, we get flexibility, you know, flexibility if we're going out or what we're going to cook at home or whatever. So that's a system that I have found really works for me. That's why too I designed my meal planners, you know, so you can actually plan everything out. They're really easy to follow um, because, again, it's that organisation. And, and like I said, it works. The kids don't argue. They know what we're having and they're actually involved in the process of planning out our meals. Yeah, love it. And exactly right. Like so many times where I hear women end up at the dinner table and the kids scrunch their nose up and, ugh, I'm not eating that, pushing the plate away. So you avoid that. But I love what you said about they do. They they watch what you do and that's what they will implement into their lifestyle as well. So if they see, you know, everyone's having pasta at dinner time, but mum's sitting down to a bowl of plain zoodles with a bit of tomato. That's like, right. They're going to mm -hmm. notice that and be like, well, if she's eating that, is what I'm eating wrong? Like, And they start actually questioning what their choices are as well, which can yeah. you know impact them a lot mentally. So 
yeah, I love, you know, that you all eat the same. And, and like you said, it saves you so much time as well because you're not spending hours in the kitchen cooking 100 different meals to satisfy right. everybody's different needs. I mean, obviously, too, you know, I should add in that, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm not trying to serve up my kids gourmet, you know, mm -hmm. food because I know they won't eat it. Like, but I know that if we have tacos, there's protein, there's carbohydrates, they've got their fruit, there's not their fruits, sorry, their vegetables in there. Like, it's actually a well-balanced meal. You know, if I balance it out properly, you know, try and stick to plain things like, you know, chicken schnitzel and like roast potatoes and vegetables, because again, not sexy, not exciting, but, you know, it can be simple, easy and delicious. And it means that everyone is going to eat the meal. Yeah, definitely. And I guess that's, it makes a happy family and it makes things flow so much easier. And then planning it all out, you know what you're cooking, they know what they're eating and it just get, allows you time back throughout your week as well with that prepping. Which is that's right. And just involving them in the cooking mm. process. You know, if I'm cooking, like kids can start and help out. Um, you know cooking in the kitchen from such a young age you know even like toddlers carry the potatoes like there's stuff that they can be involved in doing you know get the chopping board out um, and then when your kids are older they can obviously help with the cooking process because there's an alarming amount of people now young people that leave home you know in their 20s and they can't boil an egg mm. because you know, because of the rise of like Uber Eats and all those kind of mm -hmm. stuff they just buy all their food and cooking at home people just don't cook at home um, and unfortunately, that's also something that I found is that to get the results that I wanted, I needed to do less eating out, I'm not saying don't eat out, like I would still eat out sometimes once or twice a week, maybe. Yeah. Um, but for the rest of the time, I'm cooking at home because I know what's going into my food. Um, you know, and that's the thing when you go to restaurants and things, the potatoes and everything taste so good because they drown it in butter and oil and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, and when you're trying to watch what you eat, that's just extra fat and calories that you just don't need. Yeah, and even if you're somebody who doesn't even like to spend hours or, you know, you hate chopping up veggies, like we live in a world where we are so lucky with the access that we have to pre-cut up, you know, salad mixes, chuck the dressing out and use mm -hmm. the cut up salads. If that's something that you really, really struggle with getting your head around and actually taking action on, like there are so many different ways that you can make it so easy for yourself and, and make it fun as well when you involve the kids, like you said, get them to do little things and help out because you're right, again, we live in a world where things are so accessible now to get Uber Eats yeah. to, you know. And I definitely think like you mentioned as well too, like I notice now, so say now from when I mm. first started, the choice like, you know, Woolworths and Coles and things like that, like cut up salads and potatoes, there's so much stuff that you could literally just grab three items, throw them together and you've got a healthy meal. Like yeah. there really is no excuse now. Like there's so obviously, you know, the downside is that's obviously a little bit more expensive. It's more expensive to buy yeah. things that are prepackaged. But if that's going to save you time and mean that, you know, you nourish your body well and you eat a healthy lunch, then, you know, just head to Woolworths or Coles, like I said, and put together those, you know, quick and easy meals. Yeah, definitely. And caring for yourself and eating healthy, like it's a form of self-care as well. And so I know like you spoke about a little bit earlier around how important it is to actually put yourself as a priority and become a healthier version of yourself. And you talk about the mindset side of it a lot. And you also talk about like that self-care and showing that you're actually filling up your own cup. And I guess, you know, why do you find that that is such an important part of someone's lifestyle and, and how does it help people on their health journey? I feel like there are a few parts to this. Um, mm. I think one is women, women, um, mums especially, is that we're sort of made to feel guilty for putting ourselves first. Um, and unfortunately, you know, like I said, I connect with a lot of women over on social media and there is still mm -hmm. a lot of men 
and children that will make their um, you know, their mums and their wives feel guilty for some self-care. So whether that self-care is making a healthy meal or going for a walk or going to the gym, that they still make them feel guilty for things like that. So I think that's where a lot of women struggle is because mm-hmm. a lot of women out there are made to feel guilty for putting themselves first. You know, we're taught that we're, we're mothers, so we just sacrifice everything and we're not allowed to have any time for ourselves. Mm. So I think that's one part of it. The other part of it too is that I honestly, I used to think that self-care, I'm holding up my fingers doing inverted commas, <laughs> self-care, um, you know, was massages. Mm. You know, you're booking for a massage and you're booking for a facial and things like that. And I think becoming a mum and like I said, with teach, being a teacher and running the business and everything like that, for me, self-care, I've learned, is small moments. Because I don't know about you, but I don't get to get a massage or a facial very often. Like we're talking maybe... I don't know, you know, when you get a birthday voucher or something, like maybe every six to 12 months or something like that. Like it's not something that I do all the time. Whereas, um, you know, going for a walk in nature or um, choosing that morning to have a sleep in or Mm. to just sit down and have my cup of coffee and not be on my phone or checking emails or helping the kids with homework and literally just sitting and having my cup of coffee and just sitting outside. And for me, self-care is about those, those small moments in your day and, I find um, I sort of had this saying that when we feel stressed and overwhelmed and stuff like that, it's not that we're taking on too much, it's that we've stopped doing those little moments of self-care mm-hmm. that bring us joy. Mm. You know, it's just that we get so busy that we stop the slow morning coffee. You know, we stop going for a walk, we stop doing all those things. So, you know, if you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed or anxious, it's about adding in those little moments back into your day. Yeah, and I guess... Like it's removing that stigma, isn't it? Around that self care should be that massage, or it should be that. Yeah. Or that it's selfish, or that for women Mm. it's selfish, you know? Mm. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It might might be such a big mental shift to have to make to remove that stigma. But I guess once you're there and you're actually able to really start to add whatever it is for each individual might be something different like for you you know that coffee or that small moment or going for that walk whatever yep. it is once you start to add that could in, be journaling it could be yep. reading it could be like for everyone it will look different it might be just um laying on the grass in your backyard and feeling the sun on your skin like all those little moments it can be anything and again it's like with meal prep self-care can be whatever it looks like to you mm-hmm. and whatever you need it to be and so I guess once you started adding in these little self-care moments on your health journey, like did you find that it made an impact in your ability to like reach that end goal that you had? Like what, what difference did it make on your journey? Oh, definitely. Because I mean, when I started, you know, it was like most people, you know, you're like, you've got to go hard and you've got to do everything perfectly and things like that. And no rest days and all that stuff. And then I realized that when I have rest days and I have days off in the gym and I take better care of myself, the results actually come quicker. You know, we're not supposed to work out every day and train every day. And, you know, like our bodies need rest. We need rest to recover. We need rest to recuperate. So, you know, going to bed early or having a rest day from the gym, those things are actually really, really important. And when you do those things, the results actually come a lot quicker, you know, because your body's got time to recover and, you know, get ready to go again. For sure. And I guess self-care is definitely one that can be so easily overlooked on a health journey. I think when a lot of people started to start. Especially doing our busy lifestyles too. Like it's yeah. just one of those things that just gets shoved to the bottom of the list, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, they, a lot of us, when we first start, it's so easy to focus purely on the food side of it and the exercise side of it because 
that's what's pumped out so much across media, you know, eat less, move more, or only eat these foods, or only do this exercise, whereas that mindset and that self-care can definitely fall by the wayside a little bit. That's right. And like I said, it's just, it doesn't have to be anything big. It can be one small thing. It's like, well, what small thing, you know, can you do for yourself today? I actually have started introducing a, um, I do it every Wednesday. I call it a midweek reset. So basically what I found for me is like I do a midweek reset and yeah. I will not go to the gym, um, try not a sleep in, I'm not a huge sleeper in it, but like a bit of a lie-in, I have a slow morning, I will just tidy up my space or tidy up around the home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll top up of any groceries that I might need, you know, like just if I need, like not a big food shop, but just a bit of a, and I just find that doing that sort of on hump day in the middle of the week gets me through until the weekend. You know, yeah. I just feel a bit more organised and a bit more on top of things and I feel like I can conquer the rest of my week rather than before when I didn't do a midweek reset. It would come to Friday and, like, my house was in a mess and I had no food and there was piles of washing mm. and so I sort of just use a Wednesday as, like, a little bit of a mini self-care, mm. a bit of a reset, get everything sort of organised again and then I'm good to go for the rest of the week. Yeah, I love that and I think that's that's incredible because I know a lot of women come to me as well and one of the biggest things that they struggle with is they can be so great between Monday and Friday because they have structure, they have routine and the weekend comes yeah. around and they're exhausted from the week because they've put in 110% effort and Saturday, Sunday, they don't have any food. They haven't prepped for the weekend so it's like the weekend's just a complete write-off and it's like, oh, oh well, I'll just start again the next Monday but yeah, it's this again. cycle that they just can't seem to break and get mm-hmm. out of. So I guess like that Wednesday reset that you use could like really be beneficial for somebody like that to, you know, have that Wednesday right. to think about, all right, well, what can yeah. I do and I mean, for the next four days? And that's thing, it's not, it's not fancy, you know, like I know I'm mm. saying, I do this and I do this. It's not fancy at all. Like mm. those things are like five or 10 minute jobs, you know, but they make such a difference for me when I wake up on Thursday morning and I just mm. feel like my, my space is a bit cleaner and I've got a bit more food in the fridge and, you know, I had a slower morning and I've, you know, done some washing and just tidied up a few things. It's sort of like clearing that space mm. in your, I don't know, I'm a big believer in you have to have like a tidy physical space so you can have a clear mental space, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. if you've got clutter and crap and stuff all over the place, like you're not going to be able to make clear decisions about your food, about anything, you know, it's really good to keep your space organised. Yeah, for sure. Your environment has such a large impact on just your day-to-day and your mental space as well. So I love that. That's really, really incredible. One thing I like to do with all my guests is give them some quick fire questions. So just quick, you know, short sentence or two answer to um, three different questions. So the first Mm -hmm. question being, what is one thing that you must do every morning to set your day up? I definitely say exercise. Like, Mm. you know, it's, it's weird thing exercise. It's like, you know, I, I don't know I don't know why, like I'm sure there's some scientists out there that can tell me why, but when I get up and the mornings that I get up early and I exercise, I am just a better human. Like I get yeah. more work done, I'm more productive, I'm happier. Um, and it's so weird on the days I get up and I don't exercise, I feel tired, I have less energy, I'm not as focused, I'm not as productive. Like I said, I don't know what the scientific reason is behind that. Um, but yeah, definitely for me would be some sort of exercise. And I'm not talking you know, smashing out gym workouts. You know, mm-hmm. some days might be the gym. Some days I might be walking the dog. Like it's yeah. just some sort of movement in my morning. Yeah, I love that. I love that you touched on that. It doesn't have to be a super hard gym workout. Some movement, no, not at all. No movement, because I guess that's another like massive stigma to remove from women as well. Is 
not every exercise has to be, you know, burning as many calories as you possibly can and feeling no. absolutely. Do it because you want, because you enjoy it or because it's going to yeah. clear your headspace and make you feel good or, you know. And it's all too for me, um, like I say, being a mum and working mum and busy and all that and stuff. Exercise is the only time of the day that's just for me. And that's what I've learned to really cherish it now. Mm. You know, back then when I was trying to lose weight, obviously it was about losing weight and changing my body and things. Whereas now for me, it's the only time of the day where it's just me and my headphones yeah. and I can work out. No one's asking me to do anything or needs me to be anywhere. So like that time has just become really precious for me. Incredible. Love it. What is one thing that everyone can do every day to improve their life? Can I have two? Yeah, right. Let's go for two. <laughs> two. I'd say number one would be drink water. Like I yeah. think most of the population is dehydrated. Like we just don't drink enough water. Like even I'm always on my husband's back. I'm like, have you had any water today? And he's like, no, like just coffee counts. <laughs> Like people just don't drink enough water and when you're hydrated, you actually mm. feel a lot better. Yeah. Um, so that would be my number one. And the other thing would just be to move. Mm. Like again, it's um, because of our lifestyles and stuff, you know, we sit so much and we're not designed to sit all the time, no. you know. So I would just say move. And again, too, it's not, I'm not talking about smashing out gym sessions. I'm just talking about moving. You know, it doesn't have to be even a walk. I'm just talking about walking around your house, just actually getting up out of your seat and just being physically active and just moving your body more. Yeah. Like those two things, drinking water and just moving your body more can have such a massive impact. And so, so simple as well. I know, again, not sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Not sexy and exciting, but, you know, it's the stuff that works. Yeah, love it. What is your favourite quote and why? Ooh, I really had to think about this one. Um, I probably, I've got lots, to be honest. Like, yep. you know, I've really gotten into sort of quotes and affirmations and stuff probably in the last 12 months. But I think one that will probably help your community as well as mine is there is a reason behind every food choice that you make. Yeah. So I'll say it one more time. There's a reason behind every food choice that you make. And it's kind of an affirmation that I've taught myself. And what I mean by that is once I realized that there is a reason behind every food choice I made, everything made sense. So what I'm talking about, so say, for example, um, you know, um, at the end of the day, I'm starving hungry. Okay. So I'm sitting here and thinking I'm really hungry and I can't stop eating. I've had the chocolate. I've had some chips. I've had some ice cream. Why am I still hungry? When I look back, why I'm actually eating that food choice, there's a reason. I can go, well, you know what? I had a ham and cheese sandwich for lunch, so there wasn't enough protein in that. Um, I got really busy and I missed my afternoon snack. Like there's always a reason behind every food choice that you make. So when you can sit there, so for me, I can go, okay, well, that was my reason today. So tomorrow when I get up, I'm going to make sure that I have chicken in my sandwich so I've got protein in my lunch. I'm going to set a timer on my phone so I make sure that I have my afternoon snack so I'm not binging after dinner there's just a reason behind every single food choice that you make and once you can connect a reason to it it's like it's back to that thing I talked about about being a smart woman it's mm. like this light bulb goes off in your head and you're like oh right mm. I get it I get why I'm eating like that because there's a reason for it and once you find the reason like everything just falls into place incredible like you're really taking back that control over the actions oh, that is. you're doing oh. And honestly, you know, you were talking in the beginning about how, you know, what I've got out of this journey and stuff. And 
it is the best feeling ever. Like nothing will replace being in control of your own food. Like I can't tell you how good it feels. Yeah, 100%. Completely agree with that. I think that is such an incredible affirmation to you know, wrap your head around and to start actually using. I think everyone, you know, can definitely use that in their day-to-day life and just stop and pause before you eat and just ask yourself and use that affirmation. So yeah, why am I eating this way? And it's like, well, hang on a minute, because I missed breakfast or I didn't mm. have my lunch or, you know, I got busy with the kids' homework and so I didn't only ate half my dinner. Or mm-hmm. And that's the thing, once you can create that connection to the food that you're eating, it's like you have these aha, these light bulb moments and then you can make the right choices moving forward. Yeah, oh, love it. That is such an incredible one. So I guess my last question and one question that I love to ask all of my podcast guests is in the distant future, when I guess you're looking back on your life, you know, what do you think will be your biggest achievement or the one thing that you will be most proud of? This can be something that you've already achieved or or it can be something that I guess you're hoping to also achieve in the future. Well, obviously for me, I have to say, you know, my kids and my family, that's obviously Mm. like a, you know, a huge achievement. Um, but like, honestly, I have big plans for the active board and big plans for real nourish. So there's some, you know, there's definitely some big things in the pipeline for me. Um, Mm. but honestly, the things like, it's the little things for me that I'm really proud of. Like something I get really a lot of joy from is when a, someone contacts me on social media and says, Hey Jen, you know, because of you today, I sat down and had a healthy meal for lunch. Yeah. Wow. You know, or I made some time to have some self-care or, you know, because of you, you know, I'm starting to talk to myself nicer in the mirror or that for me, that like it hits, hits, hits home, you know, because like sure. it's, it, yeah, I just get so much joy from hearing that, you know, I've been able to help someone else or, and there's honestly nothing better in the world. Like when you help someone else, that's, you know, it's just the mm, best feeling. For sure. And health journeys, they're not easy journeys. And I guess, you know, a lot of the time you can sometimes feel like you're alone on them as well. So for all of these women to know that, you know, you're there, you've been where they are before and they can get to, you know, the other side of it as well. And you helping them along that is just so inspiring. And I think you're doing an absolute amazing job at it as well. Well, thanks. I think that's a difference though too. Like I think, you know, because I've been through it myself, like I can offer Mm. a different perspective on things, you know, I can sort of break things down and just put it in simple terms and black and white. And, you know, because, and that's also to why I started, um, you know, the active board and the real nourish mixes and things, because, you know, I've done a lot of programs and I've tried a lot of things and I just found there wasn't a lot of stuff out there that would actually just tell me like, Jen, you're eating all this sugar because of this, because you're not having enough protein. Mm. Or Jen, you're feeling out of control around food because you're skipping your lunch or you're not eating enough food or like the fact that there's a reason behind every food choice we make, you know, and I just want people to know and women to know that they're smart. They can do this. Um, They've just got to push all the other crap aside and just stick to the basics. Like I said, as we know, not sexy, but just stick to the basics and be consistent and anyone can do it. Like I'm nothing special. I just Mm. educated myself about the food that I eat um and yeah just started making small changes every day oh incredible i absolutely love that and you're right like might not be sexy but simple like consistency really is key for to getting to that end goal and sustaining it and love what you said like you are you're modeling that you can do it and so can so many other people um you know remove that self-doubt incredible well it has been absolutely amazing speaking with you jen i'm sure 
all of the listeners will get so much out of this episode. So did you want to tell the audience, you know, if you have anything exciting coming up for the active bod, if you can give anything away or maybe they're too big in the works, a little Ooh. bit of a secret, <laughs> where Ooh, can the listeners you. find you as well? Um, you can find me over on Instagram and Facebook at the active bod and also at real nourish underscore. They're my do it yourself meal prep mixes. So they were created for women because I would get messages all the time from women saying, Jen, can you prep for me? Or, you know, like this meal prepping is too hard or can you help me? And so basically I put it in a bag. So mm. it's high in protein. It's got good calories. You literally just have to mix it in a bowl, bake it and your meal prep breakfasts are done. So that's why I created the real nourish mixes. Um, I'm working on more Real Nourish mixes. Um, I am very close to launching something super new, um, very different to anything else I've done. Um, So I'm hoping maybe in the next couple of weeks that I'll be able to share a little bit more about that one. But we'll just have to wait and see. Um, And also just working with um, my nutritionist on a few more um, meal plans for people because they've been really popular and successful. So basically I've been putting my like my most popular recipes into meal plans for people so they can use them at home. Um, so, yeah, so lots of exciting things, busy, 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 but, you know, I love it. And like I said, I just love being able to help people um, and basically just to get them where I am and just to mm. feel and look their best because, honestly, there's just no better feeling. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So many exciting things coming up and I'm sure a lot of people will um, – definitely be heading over there and checking all of that out that's incredibly exciting and yeah like I said so many people will get so much even just out of this podcast you shared such you know valuable information and insight into everything and how to achieve I hope so honestly like it's a topic I could just like I feel like we've barely just touched on the surface Mm. like I could just talk about this for ages you know but yeah I hope that you know, like you say, if someone's listening to this and they're going you know what I am a smart Mm. woman and I can do that too yeah, 100%. And you're exactly right. Like we've kind of just scratched the surface. Might even, you know, have to get you back on to dive deep into a lot more like individual specific topics for um, all the Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. Incredible. Well, thank you so much, Jen. It was amazing to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Wow, what an incredible episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, then I would absolutely love to hear from you. Just head over to my Instagram, kjwellness3s, and let me know what was your favorite part of today's episode. Don't forget to rate this podcast and please leave me a review, but I'll speak with you very soon in the next episode. Enjoy the rest of the day or the night, wherever you are.